I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Anand Zaki and Anand, trouble for an online grocery startup. Kia ora Ben. Yes, as you may have heard in the news, online grocer Supi went out of business this morning after it ran out of money with debts of about $3 million. The sole director of the Auckland-based firm placed the business into administration after a key investor stopped funding the startup, which was set up two and a half years ago to offer more competitive grocery prices. PwC Voluntary Administrator Richard Nacy says the company, which employed 120 people, couldn't raise any additional funding. There's two reasons for the insolvency. The first is that the company's a start-up and while it's had reasonably substantial growth over the last 12 months, that growth has flatlined over the last couple of months and it's just not reached the scale that it needs to to operate profitably in what's a, a very competitive industry. Second reason is the companies have been seeking investments. They had a, a key investor who was involved, but that investor has decided they don't want to put any more money in. Yes, Supi founder Sarah Ball said the business was under pressure from suppliers to raise its prices. The total value of KiwiSaver funds fell by more than $2 billion as the prospect of interest rates staying higher for longer saw market values fall. Morningstar's quarterly KiwiSaver survey for the three months ended September found almost all funds produced negative returns from negative 1% for the conservative category to negative 3.1% in aggressive. The total value of funds fell 2% to $96 billion. Morningstar Data Director Greg Bunkel says equity markets were sold off in the quarter, which also saw sharp repricing in bond markets. Especially in the last quarter, both bonds and equities have kind of fallen. Typically, bonds are used in a portfolio to almost offset the losses sometimes in the equities part of the portfolio. But what's happened in this quarter, and we've seen sort of on on a number of periods throughout, particularly um, as rates have started to rise, is that both equities and bonds have been falling at the same time. So they haven't been offering that kind of balancing activity within KiwiSaver funds. Greg Bunkle says KiwiSaver investors need to take a long-term view pointing to average increases of between 8 and 4% over the past 10 years. A new report analysing $178 million of investment into charities finds just 13% of people receive 73% of investment. Former Prime Minister Sir Bill English is behind a new report analysing the effectiveness of millions of dollars of investment into 100 charitable programmes. Sir Bill is also the chair of social analytics firm Impact Lab, which produced the report in association with wealth management firm Jardin. He says the report can help charitables improve the return on investment. You know, you can do very sophisticated econometric analysis, but charities generally just can't use that. They've, only, they've got, you know, five staff, or they might be all volunteers, or they might be teachers doing it after school. You know, they, they don't have time for corporate strategy. They need pretty straightforward uh, indication of what's going to help them do better. And we haven't come across a charity yet who doesn't want to improve their impact. That's Sir Bill English. KiwiSaver manager Simplicity has launched a financial fund focusing on residential properties. The not-for-profit organisation aims to use the money to help build up to 25,000 homes. The fund wants to maintain 40% in cash and equivalent, as, equivalent assets. 
Investors have to contribute a minimum of $1,000 but can withdraw their money at any time with no fees or penalties. Simplicity Managing Director Sam Stubbs says the plan is to help more people into affordable homes. We've really spent three years working out whether we could do this at real scale now and, and, and we, we're very confident we can now. So we have the tools to do the job but basically what we need now is the money to be able to build in, in volume because the fundamental problem with New Zealand's, you know, we have a housing crisis here, you know, um, it's the most unaffordable housing market in the OECD. 25% of New Zealand families spend more than 40% of their disposable income on rent or mortgages. So and the, the fundamental problem there is one of Supply. We just haven't built enough houses. That's Simplicity Managing Director Sam Stubbs. Auckland Airport is experiencing a boom in North American connections fueled by strong tourism demand from the continent. The airport says it has 26% more capacity from North America this summer compared to pre-pandemic levels. This morning saw the arrival of Delta Airlines' inaugural flight from Los Angeles, while United Airlines will begin its new Auckland to Los Angeles service this afternoon. The airport's chief customer officer, Scott Tasker, says while demand from North America has been stronger, Asia, which has lagged, is also recovering. And really that's a vote of confidence uh, in our tourism industry. You know, plenty of North Americans looking to come and, and visit New Zealand and enjoy everything that's on offer. Uh, but also the strong outbound travel from New Zealand post-COVID uh, is, is also supporting those new routes. If, if we look at uh, China in particular, uh, so of course China was uh, later to reopen its borders, but we are expecting capacity between Auckland and mainland China to return to pre-COVID levels this summer. So yeah, slower on the Asia side, but, but also recovering quite quickly. Scott Tasker says the new flights also provide important air cargo capacity. Well, time now to check in on the financial markets, and we're joined by Andrew Cathy of Craig's Investment Partners. Uh, good afternoon, Andrew. Uh, local share market, it's uh, not looking good again today. No, it's not. Good afternoon. And uh, no, look, our market's down about 55 points, or about half a percent. But uh, interestingly, we've had five weeks in a row with the market closing lower. We look at some of our leading companies, Auckland Airports off half a percent at seven dollars thirty seven. Chorus is back about one point four percent at seven dollars fifteen. Ebos back half a percent at thirty four dollars nineteen. Fonterra funds bucking the trend, it's up to at three dollars oh nine. Main freight off almost two percent or a dollar twelve at fifty five dollars eighty nine. Meridians back one percent or five cents at four eighty three. Ryman's week, it's down one and a quarter percent or off seven cents at 5.61. And Spark down two at $4.92. And can we just have a headline Australian 200 and then the New Zealand dollar? Yeah, look, the Australian market's off 1% or 66 points. ASX 200, it's 6,760. All the banks and resources. Banks and healthcare companies are weak. Resources are up over there. Looking at the currency, we're currently buying US dollars uh, 58.07 against Australia. We're trading at 91.67 against sterling, 47.94 against the euro, 54.97, and against the yen, 86.95. Interest rates, 90-day bank bills, 5.65%. 10-year interest rates of 5.34, 
Uh, oil Brent crude is a little weaker at $89.39 US a barrel, and gold slightly weaker, trading at US dollars $2,003.19. Thank you, Andrew. That's Andrew Cathy of Craig's Investment Partners with our market update. And we'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Ben, that is business. Kia ora.